You're listening to Taverncast After Hours 7. Hey, you guys didn't tell me there's a new cinematic trailer for The Wrath of the Blobby Blue. That was um, very It was awesome, right? It was pretty good. It didn't get yeah, me... Yeah, The Wrath of whatever, the Blobby Blue. Yeah, that's, that's what we're, that's the what we're calling the... Uh, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Michelle, we are no longer discussing that game. Do, but do you know the game It was so awesome about? that they, you know, I, I mean, they had the guy with the thing out of his eyes, big giant dragon, you know, no, no, and like these no, guys are all... Wait a second, is it Bill discussing? It wasn't awesome. The guy's like, oh, Arthas, you are my not, son. Who? But it wasn't as no, good as the one where the guy's like, you shall not win, or whatever that guy said. He flew up in the air right, and had, like, all right. the bat wings, as and you, you know... As you, when you said Arthas, that's like me saying, don't talk about Star Wars, and you go, and Darth Vader said... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's cool. We have to talk about it. Yeah, did you see that the Hellbringer plus forty nine sword that he had? And he like shoots it out and it gets all icy. It's all, I'm badass. And then you know, dude, there's no trucks in World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> the cinematic trailer did its effect because I sat there and like I'm all, ooh, this looks kind of cool. I go, you know, Infernals spawn, get in here. And so my son came in here and. He was like, yes, daddy. And I said, you know, we kind of sat there and watched it together. And like, at the end of it, he goes, oh, we so got to start playing that again. So I was like, oh. Daddy, why? <laughs> daddy, why did you forsake me? Why did you leave me and, and my sisters to rot and just drown in our own despair, daddy? You used to be such an addict. I said, son, I used to be leech. I used to be somebody. I used to be a PvP master. And now look at me. I'm a shell of the hardcore gamer that I used to be. I'm sitting here spending time with you guys. I actually have a tan. <laughs> I make love to your mother. Sweet, Damn. sweet love. Daddy? <laughs> Never mind about that. <laughs> Give me another beer. It's hilarious hearing, hearing Bryce talk about that because him and, and uh, Eric both were uh, kind of hammering on me to get involved in the game. And now... <laughs> And I never did. I always had the same excuse, and I always got blown off. I was like, "Come on, get in, get we in." Never, we never did no, that to you. Like, no, never, it never no, came no. up. Yeah, we never tried to seduce people. Not once. I think you. Even, I think parent. you even gave me a copy. Sitting no, I, as I remember, we went. In we went to box, the bar bro. and we talked about sports and women. That's all we ever talked about. <laughs> <laughs> we are totally. Normal. Speaking of women at the bar, I want a drink. Yay, drinks! I've got my. Drink. Where's our waitress? Oh, here we go. I'd like a drink. Waitress? Oh, waitress. Hey, get over here. All right, you guys. I was on my you way. You hard time again. You guys are here again. Her. What can I get y'all? I think she just hates girls. Oh, come on, you don't hate me. Do you hate me? <laughs> no. Come on, with a face like this. Give me a kiss. Will you give me... Uh, mm, come on, come on. Uh, what can I get? Sexual ah! harassment. Watch the hands there, Bill. I mean, maybe come down to this bar on his off days. You need to find another bar. <laughs> Come on, this is the only bar in town that can tolerate us. Anyway, what can I get you guys? I'll have a shandy. A shandy, okay. Bartender should know what that is. Okay, what about you? I'll take a whiskey, please. What do you got? I've got Maker's Mark. It's really good. That sounds perfect. I'll take that. Dude, go for the whiskey. Ah. 
What's the one? To, isn't there? Isn't there like a gimlet or something like that? It's got the onion in it. Yeah, I've had a gimlet. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was a very oh. small person. Yeah, Gimli. Wasn't he in like Lord of the Rings? Well, part of a small person would be a giblet. <laughs> I thought that was. What's a giblet? It's in a turkey. Wait, wait, wait! You didn't get Wiley's order. He's new here. Oh hi. Who? Or Wiley's not, not here. Wiley. Wiley. No, not Wiley. What's your name again? The guy Dude, from you Mash. You Clinger. guess all look alike. Did you get Clingers? Uh, <laughs> Clinger. Clinger. It's Hawkeye. Ha oh, sorry, that. Hawkeye. <laughs> Alan Alda's here. Okay, you guys. We don't really, we don't really remember the uh, the the guest host. <laughs> <laughs> we have a hard enough time keeping ourselves. Right. Why? Who, uh, who brought him up, again? I was pick up the tab, but I guess not. I don't know. I think he just kind of followed us here. Absent. That sounds good. Dude. It's a, it's our bar. We can order anything they want, and I we guarantee you, we want. they have it. Wow. <laughs> All right. What would you like? Absinthe. 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 It's illegal, I think, in most states. But I haven't heard of that. Tavern cast is its own thing. It's like a side of pot as well. It's to go really illegal. Why don't you just have a cosmopolitan? Yeah, it's legal. legal with the wormwood. Yeah, I've got a bottle of it You're, at home. Are you sure it's got wormwood in it? It's a good thing Wiley's not here. It's the real deal, man. Okay, waitress is gonna go get her drinks. Yes. Got other tables. Cool. Bye, waitress. <laughs> Thanks. See you soon. Bye. Can you walk away a little bit slower, though? Because that's hot. <laughs> Bye. She looks tired from running through my dreams all night. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Wiley's got it. Wiley. <laughs> He's not fucking Wiley. <laughs> I think Bill started drinking before I got to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> So how about that Sarah Palin? Oh, I loves me some Sarah Palin. She's a hottie. <laughs> and I'm talking about Palin. And Kermitier, of course. I heard you could buy a real cheap jet off of her. She <laughs> sold it on eBay. No, she tried, but then she gave it to a donor oh, for 600000 less. Oh, Rick, she couldn't offload it on eBay? Apparently not. Are you sure? Where do you, where'd you hear that? I haven't heard that at all. Factcheck.org. Fact check. BarackObama.com. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. The funny right. thing is, they used to save money with it they, because they ship out all their convicts. This is absolutely absolutely it's ridiculous. They first they wanted to put lipstick on a bulldog. Obviously, she's against animal rights because anybody who puts lipstick on a bulldog is totally bar, bar, totally wrong against pit bulls. People for pit bulls against her. And second of all, she sold the she got rid of that chef and the chef she went on welfare and then had to sell her children so that poor chef was starving. So then and then when she sold the jet on eBay, that eBay the jet was saving money for the taxpayers. <laughs> <laughs> Counterpoint. Let's go to the Republican. <laughs> no. <laughs> bing, bing. Counterpoint. Let's go to the communist Kernkater. <laughs> I like her hairstyle. I think it's pretty awesome. You're here to her first, very pro woman. Excuse me? It's very pro woman. It's, what? How is her it hair pro is pro woman? Her hairstyle is pro woman? Well, she made a choice about her hair, right? Was Hillary's haircut <laughs> pro woman? <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about hairstyles like Sarah Palin versus, let's say, Janet Reno? Wow. <laughs> you got a stack of hair reaching back there. In her favor, huh? Wow. wow. Or, uh. Madeline Albright? Madeline Albright. Madeline Albright. Yeah. Madeline Albright. She, she was hot. <laughs> How about our own Jennifer Granholm? Jennifer Granholm. 
She's got kind of a short cup. I don't even know what she looks like. Yeah. Granholm? Yeah. Babe of the Supreme Court, Sandra Day O'Connor. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was more of a Ruth Ginsburg man myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever call Ruth the Babe of the Supreme Court. But still, you should vote. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I think you should. I just, I don't... I just I, I don't get too worked up about it because you know my my I my. You know what I, I really care. Years, you don't get worked up about it. Oh, I do. I just I, I just don't have any illusions change? that my personal vote is going to change anything. Wait, are you saying it doesn't matter who's elected? Or are you saying it doesn't matter whether you I'm vote? I'm saying or not? my one vote has very little effect on the outcome. No, no, but that's not true because the thing that affects every single person is going to be the amount of taxes you pay, and each part mm-hmm. each candidate definitely has a different ah. package. Yeah, BS. Well, the wait other, minute, other thing minute. that's going to... the other thing. Even if you gonna... look, wait, wait. But even if you look at like the last eight years, <laughs> like let's, the, everybody talks about the Bush tax cuts. You're paying less tax now than you probably would have paid if Al Gore had gotten in eight years ago, because for good or bad or whatever. But at, at least it would make a difference on your bottom line. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know that you can before we that before we go any further mm-hmm. any further with this I think it'll be interesting just from the standpoint of the conversation go around the circle really quick and everybody state their political position either left right or center no. all right I'll start center <coughs> you're, you're center you're not center. <laughs> you are not center at all. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, to- I'm, to- I'm totally center, and if and You're- as we t- go into this discussion, I'll even prove it. But I'm center, Kern. Maybe, maybe um, it would be more accurate if we if you specified what your past voting record was. No, not necessarily. Past, past. That's past true. You can change your mind. Performance does not predict future future performance. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, like I said, I am center, Kern. Wait, I would say I would say this is wrong because <laughs> center what? There's social issues. Yeah. There's economic yeah. issues. Oh so, for my instance, God, dude. Just, it, just in general. But no, no. For God's sakes, man. Mm-mm. You're a Republican. You're a right wing crazy. So Bill's a Republican. fascist. Next. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> if you, if I belong to the drunk party. Damn it. I would say Bryce. You, you love Bush, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I think that sweet, sweet Bush loving. All right, I am center that leans more right than left. How about that? But okay. I think it's just let's say take for instance Ron Paul. He's more right. He's very right, isn't he? No, like, he's he, no, he's, he's very right on some things, left on some others. Him, liber- but libertarian yeah, is more centrist. libertarians more right than Republicans. Yeah, Usually, I, I absolutely agree. I on think social issues, though, like they to tend to say, be more liberal. I think libertarians like oh, to say oh, that they're not that they're about liberty, but when it comes down to personal, you know, taking care of your fellow man or money, I think they always side with the money. So I no, no, no. Agree. Okay, wait. Let me just let me just make sure we're all talking about the same thing. If you're talking about a political spectrum of left to right, with the center being equal amounts of government intervention and states' rights, the more you go to the left, the more states' right, the more government you have, federal government you have, and the less states' rights you have, and the more to the right you go. I thought the the right wanted, uh, yeah, wanted small government. That's only a federal perspective. The the more the the right wants the variety, the the traditional old school wanted small government. The reason why it gets skewed is because the the right believes that states have the right to govern themselves. So it's not if the state wants to have big government, it can have big government. It's a big federal government, so, very small federal government versus big federal government managing everybody. So all fifty states are kind of the same. So for so it gets it gets reversed on stuff like, for instance, um, a good one is like the Roe versus Wade, because it's not banning abortion. It's should the states be allowed to ban abortion? 
So the right would believe if the more right you go, the more libertarian no, you go. That's the, that's that's a, that's not a social true. Issue. That's a so, that is a to the right that is an absolute social issue. It can turn it can turn based on you know what people what people believe. But just talking about on the political spectrum, if we're talking about left, center, right, with the right being the idea that states are more empowered towards the right, whereas the farther you go left, the, the federal government is more empowered. That is what typically is meant by left, center, and right. So if, we're, if that's what we're talking about, then I think you can answer the question whether you're left, center, or right. Well, for God's sakes, just answer <laughs> it then. I'm center, go. I'm right. <laughs> Small federal government. I'm a little right of center. Hawkeye. I would say I'm left of center. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let me let me bring it back around then. Eric, what's your whole thing? What's I guess in the traditional terms that we're talking about, I'd consider myself left. Okay, and then let me go back and just say that neither party makes any difference. I didn't used to believe that. I used to be fervent towards the right. Then I was burned by the right, and I don't trust the the left to do any better of a job and honestly when i when i do a little research and i see where the money goes and who funds whose uh, campaigns and how that money is used to get people reelected and so on and so forth i honestly feel like both parties are run by the same general bottom line of that money and i don't know who's in control but i don't now think either one you, of them it's are. not us and i know that's how, how i feel claim about that i mean obama's got two what is it 200 million individual donations dude obama let's look well, at no, obama i'm just you saying talk? I'm, obama talking about, move that's, on that's dot the most move on roger ayers talking about here right i'm just talking about the people that are that are involved with giving that dude money I, i'm not saying mccain's any cleaner i'm saying look at who's that's giving him the money pointing out i'm saying there's look at what their agenda is he's been raising huge amounts of money by small increments it puts them yeah. out well. of reach for big money or more out more out of no, reach about. No, that's that's I mean No way, dude. That's that's not true at all. I mean, if anybody's out of reach of big money, if you can even make that argument, which I'm not <laughs> sure this is a fair argument to make, but the McCain guys at least did the right thing by going after the federal campaign money well, he, and not taking the big money. That was like he Obama got roped did, into that. He still. tried his he tried his darndest not to do that, but he got roped into it because that's what he said he was doing early on. But they that was but a so mistake. did but wait, but so did Obama. Obama said the same thing. No, Obama never said that. No, I wouldn't say that he got I would I would argue that he did not get roped in. I mean he's been a champion of um, campaign finance reform. Yeah, even at the jeopardy of his own political career. He's totally flip flopped well, and gone the other way and said, you know I don't know what bill I'm not sure which bill you're talking about. But as far as campaign finance reform is concerned, he he is he is one of the people that at his own jeopardy went against so many Republicans about six or seven what was it eight years ago because it used to be a lot right, worse. That's why right, that's lost. And now he's come all the way back around and changed his stance. I think when he went against Alan Keyes and George Bush uh, Jr. in the uh, primaries in 2008, he didn't lose because he didn't raise up enough money. You think that's why Actually, he lost? Actually, Hawkeye. 2004. Weren't you a big McCain fan when he ran in uh, 2000? Because I didn't want Bush to take the state. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were though, right? I, I remember you saying that versus like I, well. Actually, in 2000, I may have been. I, like I said, I used to. I'm a reformed Republican, so I watched what happened to the country for the last You've eight lost years. Lost your way, and my I was son. Just like, wow, every day I just got more and more left. And I, I actually don't know if I agree with the definition of left-right as Bill was putting it, because you're left and right all the way down to the 
local level. So yeah. I mean, I think it, it varies rights, across issues. I don't think has I don't think is the defining factor there. Well, the, the problem is, is that it gets confused. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about it's just nomenclature, right? But the traditional sense, like if you look at the, I forget exactly what the spectrum is called. That's why it's difficult to answer a question: Are you left, right, or center? Because, for instance, you could say, well. I don't really think that state, you know, that the federal government should be able to intervene as far as abortion rights are concerned. But then the federal government should shouldn't intervene as far as, um, you know, like say, like the death penalty is concerned. So there, it's not they're not exactly the same kinds of issues that are involved. Maybe we should just so if you're just talking, so you can't really say like. Are you generally left, right, or center? You have to pick and choose your issues. Right. The only way you're going to say generally is if you're just going to talk about big federal government versus big, you know, states' rights. We could just let's that run down the issues. So, so. Top ten or whatever. All right, abortion. We'll just go right to the hot, mm. the hot number there. <laughs> right to the hot potato. Mm. Uh, we're not really doing this on tap. <laughs> I don't <yet>. know. <laughs> How about we, let, let's oh, actually no. call it what we're talking about, which is the right to choose. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think about abortion, and I think it's the constitutional stance, which is the government has no business in that decision. Period. I think people have to make their own mistakes or their own uh, successes in life, and that's one of those things where I don't think the federal government should be involved. I think it's a state's matter, and I think just like the whole gay marriage thing, if you're if you're in California and the citizens of California vote that gay marriage is okay then bueno it's okay stay in the state and enjoy your life if you if you're in minnesota and minnesota says gay rights are bad then if you don't like it leave the state but the fed should never ever ever get involved in that because they shouldn't be involved in these sort of social issues that, as far as i'm that's a right so from that that's what i'm trying to I'm say pro-choice. that's what i'm trying to say that's a right perspective like when you say for instance that states should have the right to choose for themselves whether or not to allow gay marriage though that sounds like a leftist position under the under the rubric that I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. that's a that's totally right. That's a libertarian issue. States get to choose I'm whether or not to allow it. I don't know that that's a libertarian issue, but what I would say is that in the case of abortion, I tend to agree. I tend to agree, although I would. The reason, actually, there's a number of directions this could go because you guys were talking earlier about which candidate matters. Well, the candidate matters. Even in so far as they get a single decision, possibly in the next term, which is they get to appoint a new Supreme Court justice. So if your issue yeah, is oh. Roe v. Wade and that is important to you, then I really would not vote for a Republican because chances are he's going to put up a conservative judge who will get through probably because but, that's what the. But overturning overturning Roe v. Wade would not make abortion. It would make illegal. no. It would not make them illegal. Like amend the constitution but it would open up or, the door for states to be able to make them illegal. Like he, I, yes. Why is that okay? Right? You're infringing on someone's right. It's kind of like because you were if, saying with gay right. If it, why is it okay? But I think that's okay. If they if they put it up to a vote and the vast majority of the people in the state don't want that. Then they don't want that. That's why. That's why so the country mob, is diverse. Mob what goes logic. in California may not go in but, Kentucky. But mob the logic qu- is the best way that protects the minority no, no. rights. I mean, no, no, yeah. minority the logic. Qu- being forced to do what the minority not, wants isn't what. Are you? No, no, are you out? The question anything? is. Let's wait. Say, let's. Well, hold on. Just that girl, and then I'll totally turn over to you. If if let's say you had two friends that were gay and they got married, does it affect you? No, no, and I don't have a problem with my two friends who are gay getting married. I'm simply talking from a governmental standpoint. The Fed should not be involved. Why aren't they protecting their rights? It depends upon what right, and it depends upon whether or not it's a fundamental right. 
okay? So for instance, everybody's got a fundamental right to live. Like a state couldn't suddenly decide, you know, we're going to suddenly allow murder, right? And so you people could go out and like start shooting each other. There, in that I'm situation, federal government steps in, you got the right to live. You, a, a state can't go in there and, and start saying, we're going to make all the black people sit in the back of the bus, okay? Because discrimination based on race, sex, and color is a fundamental right, and you have to, and we're not going to, and as a, the United States, is, no, we're, we're not going to, it didn't, no, no, right, and, now and a decision, people fought for color not being a, you know, being a, no, no, the, the reason why it is now is because the Supreme Court, you know, went and interpreted the Constitution to have those fundamental rights, as, and, but I, but I would still argue that the legislature should have probably enacted yeah. laws that would have allowed that, but my point, though, is, is that there are fundamental rights that you kind of have a baseline where the government steps in and doesn't allow this sort of thing. So the question then becomes as to whether or not a woman's right to choose or the ability to have uh, to get married to whomever you want, man or woman, is a fundamental right in which the federal government should step in. I think it only should be protected from the standpoint of the federal government not curtailing it. That, that's my point. I mean, I think... I think it's pretty. It's laid out pretty clearly. You have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think that's as you choose, as long as you're not hurting somebody. I mean, if you're going to go out and murder people and you're happy about it, then I'm sorry, too bad. But, like, you know, you brought up slavery. Slavery wasn't right by any stretch of the imagination, and it didn't fit into no, what I was didn't in bring the up slavery. I no, said, slavery was illegal under the Constitution. No, 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 no. no. <clears throat> yeah, well, under a strict constitutionalist view, it was legal. Yeah. yeah. It was legal? They had, they had to but pass an amendment laws to ban, to ban it. To ban slavery. You can, yeah, you, right, exactly. So you know if you're a strict constitutionalist, I'm just saying. Then you change the constitution to match what the law should be. You can't change the constitution very easily. I mean, it's got it, you've got to go through, right, the two-thirds and get everybody to sign it, and I forget exactly what it is. But it's a, it's a laborious process, right? And so in, in order to get law, I mean, that's how laws are made is that you have laws made by the legislature and the executive branch and the Supreme Court interprets the laws that are set forth on the books. So the problem then becomes, and or the good thing, depending upon your view, between strict constructionists and, you know, um, the other side. <laughs> I forget exactly what they're called. But the, but the idea being that, you know, can you interpret the law? Like, for instance... Um, the right to privacy, not really set forth in the Constitution, but I think it was Chief Justice Warren said, if you look at the penumbra of all the different amendments, you can kind of put together a right to privacy. So that aside, though, it still comes down to this fundamental question of whether or not these are fundamental rights that the federal government should step in and make sure every state and that's essentially what Roe versus Wade is. No state can ban a woman's right to choose because you know you're going to essentially discriminate um, against poor women who can't afford the bus ticket to go to the you know closest, the nearest state that allows abortions. You never really have ultimate freedom, that's right? If you really want freedom, you go into the wilderness. But you have a dichotomy between freedom and security. So the more security you want, the less you're willing to give up on free, the more freedom you have to give up. So it's kind of a balancing act. Sometimes you're born into a situation where, you know, you, you it's not even really an issue of freedom versus security. It's an issue of opportunity. And so you kind of, let's say like you're born in the I don't know, downtown streets of LA. I mean, there's not a whole heck of a lot of opportunities. That's why you kind of looked at those great success stories of people who seize the American dream and are able to claw their way out of it. And it's like, God bless them. And, and that's what, you know, everybody should have a chance at. But it's a scary Sorry. thing. Go ahead, Bill. 
Go ahead. No, 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 go. <laughs> Bill talked enough. I was good. It is never <laughs> enough. Mute Bill. This week on Billcast. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah, I I mute I've spun off from Taverncast and I'm starting my own political blog. Because there's not enough. Join me online as we... The Knight Rider blog. <laughs> the Knight Rider politics blog. Yeah. Everybody wants security. Everybody does want security, but I think there's ways to get security without proactively attacking other countries and proactively taking away rights, I think there's ways to do that, and I think that's where the differentiation comes in possibly between the two candidates or between the two parties that would allow that kind of stuff. Ah, no way, dude. You honestly believe that there's a difference between the way the Democrats and the way the Republicans would execute America's current policy of preemptive war and basically sort of this weird... The Bush Doctrine? Um, stretching yeah, of our legs. I, absolutely. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, what, the Bush what's doctrine the Bush Doctrine? Is that we can preemptively declare right. war. Yeah, I I'm, kidding. You're making a I'm kidding. Joke, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually do think that is a consideration, and I do think there is a difference between the two parties. If I'm wrong, then please take me to task, hopefully after the next election, but I have to believe that there is, based on what I've read and what people are saying. If I'm wrong, like I said, I'll be the first to admit it. I think these people say what they need to say to get elected, and then they get in office and they do the same things because they're owned by the same people. You don't think, like, for example, you don't think that the oil companies are all backing, let's say, John McCain, but they don't have any money. No, they're hedging. Of course they hedge, but they're, no they're pushing. Of, of course they're hedging, and as soon as whoever gets in, they're going to swarm on whoever gets in there, and they're going to do the same things they were doing before, and but money controls people. And as long as that money's controlling them, both parties are going to do the same thing. We shall very see. little difference. Well, I want to say that this will be a great study. Let's say it goes the Democrats' way in, in November. It would be a great... I mean, we've got... Obviously, we've seen eight years of one way, and if we see another four years of no change, then... I'll be the first to say, you know what? You're right. This is totally screwed. This is totally hoes. We're screwed. Well, you know, color me cynical. There's, there's but something. I think the, things are uh, pretty good under Clinton. I mean, people had their complaints, but the biggest thing that Clinton did was he got a blowjob in the office. And so, I mean, that was what we were. That was what we were complaining about in '92 or whatever. No, 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 no. He didn't get a blowjob in the office. He well, got caught look, getting he, a blowjob. He, he got caught lying. But you know what he, didn't he happen? And, and I will, but what didn't I, happen during Reagan's years, and what didn't happen during Bush Senior, and what didn't happen during Clinton was 9/11. So who knows if but for 9/11, what the Bush presidency would have been like? I mean, we well, wouldn't he would be have in taken Iraq. Three times we wouldn't more have gone to Afghanistan. Than, <laughs> None of the foreign policy stuff would have happened. I'm a little skeptical that we wouldn't be in Iraq, but go ahead. Right. You know, he screwed that up, and he got taken a task force and everything. But that was what, that was the height of what we were worried about in 92. But he didn't have a 9-11. I just think people have a very short memory. I, I mean, I can remember sitting around in around 2000 or so, fed up with the whole Clinton era and just going, God, we just, these horrible last well, what, eight what, years, what, what they've been it? so horrible. I just want, I just want to return as, as a, as a, as a conservative, I didn't like the values in Washington. I didn't like the, uh, the way the government had expanded and gotten so huge. I didn't like the way that Clinton but had he dismantled, also dismantled welfare in the face also, of so many. Okay. 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 Wait, right. Just, just hear my point here. I'm not arguing. I don't want to argue Clinton's presidency. I want to make my point, which is that there was a huge flux of people that wanted change 
from the left-leaning oh. government of the time to a more right-wing government. you got to keep in mind, too, that I'm not now sure you can say eight years of influx because the, that election was pretty darn close. If you okay. believe well, that. Yeah, it could have gone the other way. Let's say that. Let's say it did go the other way. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying the right probably threw it. Was it was definitely close. At, at any rate, my point is, is that these sea changes happen every four to eight years, and people always get on the change bandwagon. Oh, my God, it's been so bad we have to change. But there's no change that really happens. Like, That's my point. It goes back and forth and nothing ever changes. And people just, it, they get into election season and they start talking about all the change and all the hope and all the no more eight years, second, no more when eight you, years. When, it's when like, you're coming what, up I mean, off what the Bush hell? Senior. It's the same thing over and over and when over When you were coming again. up off Bush Senior and, that's, and then Clinton took over, there was no big change, change, change type thing. All that was was calling about. Oh yeah, it was. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Yeah, it totally was. Clinton ran. A, yeah, don't totally stop thinking about tomorrow. Yeah, I, I mean, was I was in college. It was, it was. I vote when when Clinton first came out. I voted for Clinton based on the fact that I liked what he was doing and I wanted to. Uh, you want to play the you know, saxophone on Arsenio Hall? Idealistic guy. Yeah. Yeah, cheeseburger. But that. But someone argued that the reason. Right. That the reason uh, W lost that thing was because of the tax things that he did. That he said no new taxes and then went back on that, and that pissed a lot of people off. You guys, you guys are missing my point. No, no. I think actually, I think both of these candidates yeah, I, are I fantastic. I think both Barack Obama and John McCain are two are the two of the finest political candidates we've seen running it you know you hear people say oh, i'm gonna choose between the lesser two evils i think both of these guys i mean look if barack obama gets elected you're gonna have a guy in there who's you know young guy could really bring some new insights to the hill he's really you know looking to to reinvigorate his campaign that you know the whole united states is going to be excited we're gonna have the first black president ever the world is going to be he has just in, incredible potential if John McCain gets in there, you've got a senior statesman, a maverick that's been, you know, bucking the Republican trend for years and years that? and years. That knows. <laughs> I gotta stop you there. I gotta Sorry, stop was... you there. Are you joking? He he almost got kicked out of the He's Republican Party. He's been a Republican in, uh, for 26 years. He's had an R after his name for 26 years, and now he's running on he the. He almost got kicked ticket? out. Wait a minute. He almost got kicked out six or seven. He's always been. Look at look at the primary. Were you following yeah. the primaries? Did you not see that they... Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hannity, Hannity and Polls. I want to switch things real quick, and I want to go to Kern Kater. No, my point... Because Kern Kater my has point said though, nothing. My point, though, is that both candidates Kern, are going to be great. Thank you. Halfway through this. Kern, hit us with what you think about this stuff. You've said nothing. And you're the only woman on the show, so what do you think is a woman? What do you think of Sarah Palin? What, who, who, who do you think is what right? What do you think what of Sarah Palin? Tell us what to do. I never really took much interest in politics a lot, but I have to say that I'm not going to vote Lies. for some. I'm not going to vote for someone just because they have the same body parts that I do. There was no way in hell that I was ever going to vote for Hillary Clinton. No now, what way in hell scared you about Hillary Clinton? she would ever have gotten my vote. She did not seem like commander in chief material. Oh, it was, you know, she she actually let me let me kind of break it down as to, in in one thing, and I don't care if you guys think this is flimsy or not, but. She was at that some round meeting at a big round table in a bakery with a bunch of women in Sasquatch, New York, wherever the hell she lives. And she was Sasquatch, she, Sasquatch for president. <laughs> I don't think she it's was, Sasquatch. <laughs> I like it. And she was she was talking about somebody had asked her, "Why are you doing this? Why are you voting for president?" <laughs> she was sitting there, and somebody asked her, "Why are you doing this? Why are you? You've got all this adversity. Why are you running for president of the United States?" And she started to talk. And then she stopped, 
and she got a little verklempt and her voice broke and she had a little, little bit of tears in her eyes and she continued to talk about how much she loves this country. I don't want someone like that with their finger on the button. I don't want someone who can, you know, falter at the thought of how much she cares about something to have to be there in these high tension, high stakes situations. I don't want that. And I think that women in general, and I'm probably going to get slaughtered here, but women in general tend to be much more emotional about that. Now, I don't know anything about Sarah Palin. I know very little about her. Um, so would I think that when McCain bites the bucket, and do I think he'll bite the bucket if he gets elected? Yeah, probably there's a good chance of that. Um, would I want her as my president? I don't know her. I don't. I don't know how who she is, what she stands for. And honestly, I haven't had time to follow what's going at the, on right at now. At the very minimum, she hasn't it. had an American but experience. That's, She's had an Alaskan experience. That's different. Alaska's different. Wow. No, see, I, I, I can't. I. I, but I, I can't argue that though, Mike. I mean, she's still in American politics. Just because she lives, she's lived in the northern. But she's state, also no, no, no. She's she never left the state. She finally she got a passport. Uh, I want to say like last year. She, Since when do you need a passport to leave Alaska? <laughs> Actually, did Ronald Reagan ever leave She went, to, she leave went to Washington D.C. and she went to uh, she went to Washington D.C. as soon as she got elected governor. Actually, did Ronald Reagan ever leave California? Mayor of Wasilla, which which no, is like what? Four thousand people, or something like that. Wasilla is about the, about the size. Five thousand people. Of, Your thumb. Uh, I, I've lived in Wasilla. Wasilla is like a small Milan. town. Wasilla okay. is like the size so of Chelsea. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You lived in Wasilla? I lived in Wasilla for know, four Sarah months. Sarah in you should run for president. What was it like there? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. Is it like um, a, I mean, but what's is it like a rural town? I mean, is it like really remote it's like, and stuff? Well, for those of us from Michigan, it's like Chelsea. For you, Bill, you know Bloomfield Hills. It's kind of like one of the smaller towns outside of Ann Arbor. It, it, it has a major a major road that runs through it that connects Anchorage and that area to the the highway, the two lane highway that goes north to Fairbanks. Is it so small um, that like everybody knows everybody, or is it you know do they have like multiple grocery stores and stuff? They have a Walmart. They had a movie theater that I had I think had five or six screens on it. All right, last question: it wasn't is, a it, huge okay, is it real I don't, isolated, or is I don't it, want to, or is it like, but the, from the culture that you got there, is it what's it? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know anybody. Yeah, I didn't know you were in Wasilla. From Wasilla, I don't think we've heard from anybody that's from. Yeah, yeah well, I worked at a Girl Scout camp in Alaska for uh, for four months in the summer of '95, and the, the camp that I worked at was uh, about five miles south of Wasilla, and and every weekend we were, we'd go into town to actually use the flush toilet because there wasn't one where we stayed. And we had to go in there to cash our cash our checks and do our grocery shopping and everything. So, so I got to kind of go in and around the town while I was there. Um, it's it's out in the middle, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, and to say that she's the mayor of listen, being the mayor of Wasilla is nothing like being the mayor of North Hollywood or the mayor of Milan or the mayor of Detroit. It is nothing special than the mayor of Detroit. But um, let's talk but, about well, there's a few things. <laughs> What's up, our friend the Quam? And, and in, in that point of view, I can agree with you, Mike. In that Alaska politics are not Washington politics, and that she does not have the depth and breadth of human management and um, issues that you would if you lived in a higher, more densely populated area. That said, being the governor, uh, about a she's year only and the governor half. for how long? Two years. That is very little experience, based on that. That said, me, boy, she kind of mirrors Obama's no. experience kind of slightly. It's kind of nice that they've got someone who's got kind of the... I'm not saying it's equal. I'm saying that yep. their levels of... 
for someone to be in the presidential in a presidential slot with his level of experience, and then someone to be in a vice presidential slot with her level of experience, based on what their requirements are going to be on day one when they take office, I think it's fairly yeah, but fairly kind of apples and apples. Let, let me say let me say something here about this whole thing because I have a very distinct opinion on Palin and Obama both. I think that both of these people are natural leaders. I think both of them are very charismatic. And I think all they need to be to be a decent president is a charismatic, quick-thinking leader that they can surround themselves with people who are experts in their specific disciplines. So they need a very strong Secretary of State. They need a very strong uh, Department of Defense guy and, you know, that kind of thing. They need to be somebody, though, that will weigh the options and then make the decisions as a leader from the people who are strong around them more than they actually need to be well-versed in every possible concept of government. And I think both Obama and Palin have that to an extent. I think Obama has it in space. Hey, hey everybody, look who's who's here. Hi, it's Joe Biden. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Don't forget about me. I heard you comparing uh, Palin and Obama. (laughs) Don't forget about me. By the way, I'm Catholic. See you guys. All right, bye-bye now. Thanks, Joe Biden. Good to see you. I want to bring up your point about charisma. Um, I think it's easy for a vice presidential candidate to show charisma as an attack dog because people love attack dog. I don't, buddy. What do you think? Obama is the attack dog. You can't. You you have to compare those two. Uh, Those two are so comparable. I'm talking Obama and Palin. They're they're coming from they're coming from different experiences, different backgrounds of experience. Finally, she did a a walking. She did talk to the media. After a week. After a week. And and let me let me let me not be the first person to jump up and go. Oh, Palin, it was a slam dunk. She was so great with ABC. No, she fell flat on her ass in a lot of ways, as far as I'm concerned, that Obama didn't. I saw Obama. I sat here the other night and watched Obama on the O'Reilly factor. You don't go on O'Reilly without cojones of steel. And he did. And he sat in the room with O'Reilly right across from the dude. And O'Reilly ripped him a new one, and Obama stood his ground. So for my money, Obama, much better leader. Far more charisma, far more sure of himself. And I don't know if that scares me or if that makes me think he's a, he's more competent. But Palin, I don't think it's an experience issue with Palin. You I think, think Palin simply I, just doesn't have gotta, chops I, when she's uh, putting these. I would not. For me, it boils down to who can sit across the table Palin from Vladimir Putin in Russia. Vladimir who can Putin. deal with that guy? No, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I think I, I Palin think can do it. Here's, very, here's the thing uh, I, that so occurred sure to me the other day. That. I was at physical therapy and I was working out. And, and here's what was all over the TVs was... The amazement of all, and, and like the hype of all the news channels about Palin's finally sitting down for an interview. Like this is the news about Palin is that she'll finally sit down for an interview. If it was before or Obama or anybody that wouldn't speak to the media because they didn't feel they were ready or they were hiding them or whatever. The fact that she's running for vice president, the second most powerful position in the free world. And she can't sit down without a lot of coaching for an interview. I think that's an assumption. You're making an assumption as to why they didn't have her talk sit down. You th- you want to compare George Bush to Sarah Palin? I mean, we could we could make that joke. We could say what's the, what's the difference between Sarah written. Palin and George Bush, and say lipstick. You know. I'm not sure I'm following you, but when you ask the vice presidential candidate about the Bush Doctrine, and she doesn't know what it is. I mean, this isn't like some esoteric thing. I mean, this is basically the foreign policy for the last eight years, and she doesn't know what it is. 
All right, all right. So look, does anybody know, know who they're for. actually voting for? <laughs> I think I'm with Mike on that one. I mean, it's coming up on the second of November, so I mean, you know. Here, here's my. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts honestly. After seeing Obama on O'Reilly, that changed my mind all around. And if you haven't seen him on that show, I would suggest you do it. Because, and, and Bill, you and I have been talking about this a lot. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I have. But I was, I was sort of on the potential. I'll, I'll deal with McCain a little bit, and I, you know, I kind of like Palin, and I hope she's a, a strong figure. But after seeing Palin on ABC, I was kind of like, wah wah. And watching Obama deal with O'Reilly, <laughs> I think Obama could deal with anyone. McCain is. Like a guy in an empty suit. Oh, oh no, he on. didn't. I mean, I don't care what his experience is. He's all. Why do you hate America? <laughs> he has no charisma. You're not a patriot. He has nothing. <laughs> do you have your flag pin on right now? <laughs> Dude. No, you know, oh, I like, I like McCain. I mean, I, 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 I want to like, I want to like McCain. I, I, I do notice that he's got experience. But I mean, I think, it, look, if I could pick a ticket, honestly, I'd say Obama, McCain. <laughs> so McCain comes in and replaces Biden, who is a jackass as far as I'm concerned, and he brings the experience and the resolve, and let Obama do all the talking and spreading the idealism. Well, that would be a ticket. See, this is my pro- This is what I think. Tell me if you guys think this so is. That's why I'm voting, and that's why in the end my point all around was I'm <laughs> how, voting how for that works. Yeah. 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 He wants yeah, to be in the works. debates. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So tell me. Okay. This is this is a problem that this is a conceptual problem that I have. Okay. George Bush, in eight years ago, was kind of like the no, young guy, new guy, new to politics. He came wasn't. In with the, what? He was like he. he he was the governor, right? And he, he was ne- he was like with a golden boy with a spoon in his mouth, Mr. I'm hardcore values coming to this, yeah, bringing exactly what Bryce was talking. That was one yeah, of he it. ran on nepotism. Hi, vote for me because I'm nepotistic. My point is, George Bush got sucked into the political regime. Anybody argue with that? Okay. George Bush got sucked into the political regime, became Car- went under Karl Rove's wing, right? Went under his vice president's wing. He he became he listened he became the Republican machine, okay? My concern is that a guy, a young guy like Obama, okay, is going to get sucked into the same kind of regime with all of his advisors just like George Bush did. So we're going to have more years of big political regimes. I think if you've heard but with Obama a Democratic speak, flavor. you've heard him talk and interview, like Bryce said, I think Obama's very much his own man, where I don't think Bush was that. The fact that it was even speculative that he was wearing a microphone during the debates because he was too stupid to handle arguing with Kerry, of all people, I, I don't think they're the same at all. You know what I think is funny? Is that Sarah Palin is quoted falsely but humorously as saying that dinosaurs are lizards of Satan. <laughs> that is true, though. It, it is well documented that they are, they are and, lizards of Satan. And I want to say that, that my vote uh, almost shifted to the McCain-Palin ticket just because of that. Because if I, uh, of all the truths that I've heard this election cycle, that one is the one I want to believe. Can I get another drink? <laughs> yeah, I could use one. Yeah, I definitely need another one. Taverncast After Hours is a Snapdragon production. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com.